It's been a while, but as usual, we here at Pick and Pop are back. My name's Karth Garaja. And I'm Zach. That's a vibe. She wanna vibe. That's a vibe. Yeah. Uh, that's a vibe. It's a vibe. Last time we were with you guys was beginning of the playoffs, so lots gone on, and yet nothing's really gone on. Golden State won, as expected, back in July 4th. and July 4th? Yeah, when KD announced. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. We, we, we've known since then. Yeah. yeah we confirmed it. Yeah, it was a march to the inevitable. But a little bit of wild stuff's been going on, so finals are over. Now we've entered the offseason. Paul George, probably on the move. Jimmy Butler already moved, but we'll get into all of that by catching up with every single team in the league. Here's our offseason Snapchat, or Snapshot. <laughs> yeah. Because I said Snapchat earlier. Yeah. It's stuck in your head. Yeah, um, it does. Just like Draymond's Snapchat from the Olympics. How, how, yeah. <laughs> how do you want to go through this? Do you want to do this alphabetically? What, what, the, what uh, are your thoughts? I already typed out everything alphabetically. Cool. Okay. Oh, wait. No, I didn't because it starts with Atlanta. Hawks. That's alphabetical. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just wrote Hawks. All right. So, starting with Atlanta, I was thinking about it. The best song for them is Feels Like We're Only Going Backwards. They were going to compete for this whole season, last offseason. They had a pretty promising core, I think, in the playoffs. I was excited about them, at least. Um, but now, traded Dwight Howard. Um, Paul Millsap's probably gone, which is like it was something uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear about from you. Uh, I don't really know where the Hawks are. Hawks are kind of stuck in stasis. Like, they've been for the only worse for the first time in six, seven years. Yeah, so it was only, what, two years ago? They were a 60-win team, Spurs of the East. This was pointed out on NBA Reddit. The Atlanta Hawks turned Jeff Teed, Kyle Korver, Al Horst, Horford and Dwight Howard into Mike Dunleavy, Mo Williams, a first rounder, Marco Bellinelli, Miles Plumley, and a second rounder. Yeah, not great training right there. <laughs> That's um, when you know you should have blown it up. Not the uh, the Spurs GM of the East. See, um, this kind of makes you wonder. You kind of you just put up with Danny Ferry's racist stuff, right? You don't fire Danny <laughs> Ferry. Race is racism I, I, worse I, I, I than think this? You, I think you move on from Boone and Ultra, at least as far as <laughs> no, the no. GM goes. Oh, GM. All yeah, right. I, I, th- I think there should be no NBA GMs, and there's no it, there's no Coach track GMs. record. Of, yeah, uh, there's no track record of success for them right now. Yeah, but honestly, I think I tolerate racism if it means I avoid this storyline. <laughs> if, if so, back back to the topic. What do you think the Hawks should do for here? What 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 should be their plan going into this offseason? Uh, I think you have to let uh, who who are we just talking about? Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap walk, or you sign and trade him. I, I would. I think he might end up in uh, Toronto. That seems like the most likely destination to me. You don't think they'd rather just try and re-sign I, Serge Ibaka cheaper? Think, no. What? Paul Millsap's better. Yeah. Serge Ibaka didn't do much for you. Yeah, then again, we also don't know if Toronto's just going to say blow True. it up. In yeah. Toronto, if Kyle Lowry, I've been hearing some rumblings about Kyle Lowry to Minnesota. Minnesota, um, Houston, San Antonio. He, he's walking around. Do you, do you think Lowry's gone? I Honestly, if I'm Toronto, I think I'd let him walk. I think so, too. Well, actually, if I don't and I also think I fired Dwayne Casey. I know that they just had an incredible season and all that stuff, but Whoa, I don't know about that. K- Casey's a good coach. They've underperformed in the playoffs every year. That might be. Just They've yet to win like a game now. one. Yeah. What does that tell you if you can't win a game one ever? <laughs> I don't know. I I think that they have. I just don't see how you blow it up. I, you're too good. I, I don't like, think you blow too, it up. I think you good. retool. Like I, like the Warriors, you know how they fired Mark Jackson. Yeah, I like Casey. It's hard for me to want him. To oh, he's a Dallas him. guy. Um, all right, all right. So we we're kind of moving around here. So well, Millsap, back to Millsap. Yeah. Um, he's kind of that one. He's kind of the second. Yeah, like if, the power forward you're going after this offseason is Blake Griffin. And if you're not getting Blake Griffin, you're probably trying to get Paul Millsap, right? Yeah. If you're every team who needs a power forward, yeah, just a pure free agent. Yeah. Yeah, pure free agent. I would think so. So there is there a possibility of him landing in? in LA with Chris Paul 
or maybe figuring out some sort of signing trade. Can they afford with, with Portland? Can they afford Paul Millsap if Blake leaves? Blake leaves. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I would do that. I I just know that I I think the Clippers need to change something up. It's not working. I think yeah. Blake's gone. I, I think Blake's they're, gone. They're apparently shopping DeAndre at the draft as well. Yeah, to for what Josh Jackson, right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone was in love with Josh Jackson at the draft. Yeah, especially trying to get rid of Lamarcus. Um, yeah, Hawks are I think definitely trending down. Uh, that's something we were kind of kind of thinking. Um, this team just doesn't have a direction right now, right? They're not going to the playoffs. They don't really like Dennis no, Schroeder's. Their feels best like player. we only go backwards by Tim McCollum. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Atlanta. I was really high on you in the off season, but they, you've yet to really. I like John Collins. There we go. That's a positive thing about Atlanta. They're power forward. They draft. You're high on Schroeder. I like I like Schroeder. We're not as your best player on your team. Yeah. I, I think he's a solid point guard, but that's about it. All right, so Boston, Brooklyn. No. Oh, before R. Oh, you're right. It's just set, it's set up. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at a, a tablet version of this. Uh, um, continue. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. So here's my thing. Dan, uh, after the Jimmy Butler trade, which we'll get into later once we get to Chicago, Danny Ainge was on Boston Sports Radio, and he said that he thought Minnesota overpaid for Jimmy Butler. That just tells me Danny Ferry, I mean, not Danny Ferry, Danny Ainge has just been calling teams and just lowballing them on offers all year long. All year long, he's just lowballing. If he thinks that Minnesota got gypped on overpaying for Jimmy Butler, what is he offering? Is he offering Terry Rozier straight up for these guys? <laughs> Probably Terry, <laughs> Terry Rozier and like their, the crappy second first round pick they have in yeah. some, their own. Hell, he might pick. be asking for like a second round pick back. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, like he's they, never going to unload these assets. He's a hoarder. Yeah, they, they the should do a TLC they, show on turn, turning that one. Did you like them trading down and adding a, basically another first round pick for uh, for Markel Fultz? Or would if you they, I mean, if, Fultz? I mean, for them, it's just like if you don't like Fultz enough. Yeah, yeah it's like, it seems like they like Tatum enough. Yeah, I, I think it was. I think Tatum's a nice fit. They need another scorer. He can come off the bench, probably play small ball four. Uh, that I mean, because the move obviously for the Celtics right now is go after Gordon Hayward. If you don't get Hayward, it's Blake Griffin. Is there? Any other plan A or plan B for Boston other than those two? Oh, I'd rather right have now? Paul George go after Paul George and play Griffin. Really? Yeah. You'd rather trade off assets to go after uh, oh, possible one-year rental kind of thing than get three or four years of Blake Griffin? No, no, three or four years of contract for Blake Griffin. I don't know how many years of Blake Griffin I'll get because of his injury history. <laughs> like, Blake Griffin's injury history is very, very bad at this point. Yeah, but Blake Griffin's always movable. Is he? Yeah, there's gonna always going to be teams like Brooklyn yeah. or teams like Atlanta that are willing to say, if you just need an offload, like, a pretty good player on like yeah. a rundown contract, you could probably move him in three years. But it's years. like you're maxing out. You're gonna you're gonna have to give Blake four years. You're gonna have yeah. to give him four years for sure. You're locking in. Like if once you give Blake money, that means you're no longer thinking like, oh hey, we're gonna contend in the future. Like all right, these four years, like we are going to be competing for championships. I just I've, if I'm if I'm Boston, I'm not trading any real future assets. Meaning Jalen Brown, um, Jason Tatum, and the two first good first round picks you have coming to you. Those are my four assets for building for 2022. If I'm Boston. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to move any of those guys. I'm just trying to build my future starting lineup and still compete now with those guys coming off my bench and maybe like filling gaps in the starting lineup as they get better. But you've been playing my GM mode too no, much. No, I've been playing my GM mode like, too much. By I imagine if they get like a Luka Doncic or a, a Michael Porter or some other player who emerges as being one of the best players in this next draft, and they add it to the the pair of good players they already have. You're looking at three potential All Stars in a few years from now. Why give up on that unless you're getting Anthony?
Anthony Davis. And that was the point of that long diatribe. They have to get Anthony Davis. That's the move, right? I mean, I think that's, that is, I think, the white whale that Danny Ainge has probably been, like, keeping an eye on for the last three years. Is watching the Pelicans franchise be mismanaged, waiting. They it's, almost pulled the trigger on the poor man's Anthony Davis and Chris Stapps. But they were probably asking for an Anthony Davis-like deal. But well, I, I don't even know at this point. Isaiah Thomas, Do we know? Gordon Hayward. What does Danny Isaiah, Ainge consider Anthony an Anthony Davis-type Davis deal? <laughs> I, I don't understand. You'd probably trade Avery Bradley. <laughs> yeah, yeah straight up. Yeah, that's all you'd offer. Expiring Avery Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you cap space. Yeah, um, uh, maybe Al Horford. He'd, he'd make them take the contract. Exactly. Um, he, but he's, no, that, he's, re- he's really good at you know passing. He's not great at rebounding off free throws. He has the, a flinch. If I'm the Celtics, I'm looking at the future. I'm saying, wow, we have one of the best scoring point guards in the NBA. We have a bunch of really really good young players who are gonna fill like give us like an eight or nine like solid deep team, and then Hayward and. Anthony Davis, that's a team that could compete, if not beat the Warriors. Like yeah. three years I mean, from now, pretty two soon years from now. they're going to have to start making big time, long term decisions because Avery Bradley's contract's going to be going up. Marcus Smart's is going to be going up. Isaiah Thomas is up next summer. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna they're, they're gonna have to make moves. This this summer is I think it's all about Gordon Hayward. See what happens. Everything moves from there. Hayward so let the young guys fill the roles. Speaking of young guys, how about Brooklyn? Finally coming back, building, Finally, rising from the ashes. It's crazy. Like they, a they fledgling got a, they got embryo. A top three pick. They yeah. got a top three pick in the midst of this five year run of destitution. Yeah, they're able to grab a D- D'Angelo Russell. Like so, Brooklyn flipped. Uh, they took on the Mozgov contract from the Lakers, and they were able to. T- they took that on because they got D'Angelo Russell, who. Was a number two pick in the draft two years ago really and honestly it's more like one year ago the first year didn't count because it was yeah. Kobe and Byron Scott's year and he's pretty good player about like from what's coming to worst he's exciting he's exciting he, yeah he's exciting he's, he's a volume he he's, needs to work on that stuff but also I mean he might be a, he might be a team cancer we don't know but I think it's probably good for him to get a new sh- a, a new chance yo, it was a bad place to grow up shout out to Game of Zones the Bleacher Report parody cartoon because they have this little scene where it's Magic Johnson reading stories about the Showtime Lakers to a bunch little baby Lakers. How do we become a dynasty again, Lord Magic? I want to become a dynasty. Well, the first step is to trade all the little buggers who send inappropriate ravens. Then we sign big-time free agents. <gasps> like Paul George. And thirdly, we build through the draft. <laughs> they called oh it, dude. Gosh. They called uh, it. <laughs> that, that is really sad. Um, but that said, like, Brooklyn... Like they have one more year. Also, they're going. They're, they're going to go hard after JJ Redick. JJ Redick's their guy really? this year. Yeah, that's what everybody's been saying. They're going to. They're going to throw money at JJ, and they're going to throw money at KCP. JJ would probably sign it. Yeah, I mean, if they're giving Brooklyn. him eighteen million, he'd be like, sure. I'll yeah, it's like, dude, I'm out the league in two more years. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, let me catch. <laughs> I'm out living real in quick. a is another cosmopolitan city. I don't have to play in the playoffs. He, he <laughs> looks like everyone else looks like in Brooklyn. Oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> he, he would be their mo- the spirit animal of Brooklyn <laughs> basketball. <laughs> Oh my! Like, like they just know their fan base. Like, wow, this guy, like, let me go catch the like, oh, Nets game. Yeah, it's seen him at Greenwich Village um, catching in an art show. I, I think if you're the Nets, that's what you're saying. You're saying this is D'Angelo Russell's team. We'll keep doing this thing where we take decent players by taking on contracts. Maybe make a couple like good pros, bring them on the team. Not be the worst team in the league for a couple seasons. Get a decent draft pick, and maybe finally their destination. If they can establish a a good culture of coaching, they could attract some free agents like in two or three years. Yeah, and I do have to say though, do we know whether D'Angelo Russell is a point guard or a shooting guard? I don't think it matters anymore. That's that's fair. I I, the way I, I I actually have distilled the NBA into just like. 
several archetypes. But th- these are the archetypes. There's only NBA players don't exist out of these archetypes anymore. You have scoring, playmaking. You just have playmaking guard, lead guard, gets into the paint, shoots, pass, passes to others. You have three and D players. You have the six eight muscular dude who plays a stretch four and can kind of shoot threes and handle the basketball. You have pick and pop bigs. Shout out. And then you have um like screen setting rim rolling bigs and that's it every other player is just if they're more than that they're just a combination of two of those archetypes but other than that it's that is what you have to be in the nba and if you're not one of those things you can't play okay listen to this quote and then doesn't this make you kind of uneasy to hear from your possible franchise point guard playing the point guard it's harder to do that be uh it's harder to be aggressive try to score the ball every time because you've got to make at least one pass it's hard to make at least one pass no, that, sure that, that sounds like it's taken out of context <laughs> that does not bother me at all <laughs> Dude is the dude is the most is the fanciest passer other than Lonzo Ball to come into the draft in like the last five years. I believe him. D'Angelo Russell is like a passing playmaker. Now Brooklyn won't have anyone. He has to great pass vision. To. He has great vision. Yeah, Brooklyn won't have anyone to pass to, but that's just a whole other issue. Yeah. All right. So now we've been running way slower through these than I expected. Charlotte. Um. Congratulations on Malik Monk. I uh, congratulations on Dwight Bola. Dwight Howard. The, congratulations on almost just, making the playoffs and making or getting knocked out as the eighth seed. I really like the fact that they drafted Malik Monk. I think. Malik Monk is a really good player. I think that that backcourt's going to be really hard to defend. I think it's fun. I, I don't understand why you traded for Dwight Howard, though. I get that you get out of the Miles Plumley contract, which is probably nice, but Cody Zeller is a better center than Dwight Howard now. I, I mean, I guess you put Cody Zeller back at power forward. And then you go with, like, a traditional big lineup. Why would you... Cody Dude, Zeller can't shoot. Listen, all all Michael Jordan wanted out of this draft is Zach Collins. <laughs> he, he just wanted a, a white guy or who could Lari. shoot. Yeah, yeah. He would have taken Laurie Gladwell. I wonder if his preference... Never mind, I was about... No, nah, I'm done. We're going to um, keep moving. <laughs> but Charlotte, I, they're just a trending neutral team for me now. Uh, I thought they were one of the the five worst franchises to be five worst franchise situations in the NBA they would really it'd be hard for them to really bottom out they really don't have enough talent to get very good they're kind of in that permanent eighth seed spot I think that they help themselves they long term they, yeah they help themselves Kemba made long-term. an all-star game for the first time Kemba they have a really nice looking backcourt they could be potentially be Portland of the East so I guess they're turning up a little bit but the Dwight Howard at trade I like Howard I think the team should be taking flyers on him but I, I think it was the wrong team to do it I'll tell you one thing dude the- why did Cleveland take a flyer on Dwight Howard. The North Carolina GOP legislature can definitely not defund Planned Parenthood now that Dwight Howard has moved to Charlotte. <laughs> uh, he can uh, fund it himself. He's making too much money. Yeah. All right. Chicago. Uh, what the hell? They're, they're trending down. <laughs> I mean, I like Zach Levine. I, I like all the little Warriors. Ba- or the, all, the all right. Little so babies, we'll, 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 say the, we'll say the trade straight up right now. It was Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and the seventh pick in the draft to the war. Uh, it turned to, out to be Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. Power forward from Arizona. Yeah, to Chicago for, what was that, the 14th pick and Jimmy Butler? 16th. And Jimmy 16th Butler. pick and Jimmy Butler. Congratulations to Tom Thibodeau for finally getting your vengeance on Chicago. <laughs> Dear God, he got them to give up the 16th pick as well. I know, which, I mean, didn't turn into Justin Patton, who I'm not particularly high on, but still, it's... Listen, he could have walked on... If I'm Tom Thibodeau, I get the 16th pick, I just walk on stage and draft myself, just so I can say F you to Chicago. Seriously, (laughs) Jimmy Butler is the perfect... We'll get to Minnesota, he's perfect for them. I think Chicago moved on from Jimmy Butler too quickly. Jimmy Butler is why you draft. They had a horrible offseason, which set them back for two seasons, whenever they signed Dwayne Wade and Rondo, which made no sense and uh, Robin Lopez I, so, I like Ro- I like Lopez I like Lopez I thought he too, played really well against Boston team. I think you have to have a winning team around him but they've given him too much money and they couldn't build a winning team mm-hmm. now um, so they're
they're restarting. I, I think their restart isn't near as exciting. It's probably the ninth best team four years from now. If you take every everyone's roster as is, um, or like six years from now rather. But I don't know. I think it was. I think they could have gotten more for Jimmy Butler. That that's the main thing. Why why aren't they talking to Denver? Denver had so many more assets. Boston, hold out for getting those Boston picks. One of those Boston picks. Listen, I don't. I I didn't like the trade for them. Zach, whenever you can trade a twenty seven year old shooting guard who just made third team All NBA for a two time slam dunk champion and a guy who who just tore his ACL. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) a two time slam dunk champion with one ACL and a rookie who didn't average eight points a game. You pull the trigger. And Laurie, yeah, yeah, they yeah. must oh, love marketing. They must yeah. think marketing is Monk the was on term. the table still at that Dennis time. Dennis Smith. Yeah. I mean, they must have really thought. Frankie Smokes. This guy is Dirk Nowitzki or some other power forward who shoots. It's uh, just like Jimmy Butler is the ideal situation of why you draft guys. First of all, he was the 30th pick. Like, what a great value. How many games is Dwayne Wade going to play in this year? Oh, Dwayne Wade? Oh, over under. Is he traded? I think Cavs, bought, he might have bought out. He might Cavs, get bought half. He's going to the Cavs. He's I don't know if he gets Cavs. traded. He's playing like, for the Cavs by the end of this season. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Him, yeah. him and then LeBron, and they're both going to go to uh, like Cali together. Clippers? Clippers might be in play if he gets bought out. Yeah, he wants to win. Does he? I I think he always said his ideal career was three championships. He's got those three. Now he can just screw around. Yeah, but you're telling me Wade isn't going to go play with old buddy LeBron in Cleveland? Just, yeah, for like a month. Four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shows up in playoffs. Yeah, he, exactly. sh- he shows up in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, Dwayne Wade is like just like a supercharged yeah. David West Vince Carter. Yeah, congratulations uh, to Chicago's front office for where, once again. What do, you, what do you think they try and do this offseason? Do they go after anyone? They don't really have a ton of Dude, contract space. All you have to do to figure out Chicago is choose the most rational and reasonable course of action. And then take that and throw it out the window. I'm not resigning Miritich. Oh, dude! I'm, I'm trying. Shout to, out to and I'm trying to trade Wade. Dude, Those are the two. Shout out to Miritich to put the latest contract year push I've ever seen in my life. He waited to the last two weeks, three weeks of the season. We, have, we now have two decent shooting bigs who are would be restricted free agents who are not, who are floating around on the free agent market, who I think could help a couple teams. Him and Olenek. Dude, I would not touch Miritich. After I just saw him like lackadaisically go through his contract year and wait till the last month. And then he went off. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I, I, it took literally a three-week deadline for you to show up and eight, play basketball. Eight million, nine million, I'd give it to Miritich. Two Years. God. Uh, Linux, I would definitely pay. All right. Um, Cleveland. I, I know one thing they could have done. They could have, you know, kept their GM. Yeah, I like <laughs> Chauncey, I like Chauncey Billups as a GM, but David Griffin was one of the better ones in the NBA. Yeah, sh- um, shout out to David Griffin. It seems pretty clear that their their path is to trade Kevin Love, right? That's like yeah. what they're trying to do. Oh, I mean, they're offering Chauncey Billups to be their GM, and he's already been on TV as an analyst saying, "I think the Cavs should trade Kevin Love for Carmelo Anthony." Yeah, <laughs> so I wonder I, what he's going to try I, and do. I hope they don't do that. But the biggest is victim there, out is of- there no is there no more sensible trade? Is there no way to swing a trade with J.R. Smith, Shumpert, and then like Channing Fry contract? Contract, Kyle Korver contract and try and go get like I don't know just other pieces and not move on from Love who's been your third best player it's been pretty good he was good I, in the I, finals. I thought he's been getting like crapped on he played great during these playoffs I thought yeah. I thought he was a very good player yeah they he was like necessary I, I don't I just don't see why for Cleveland I, this, I see why it's like their main it's the because it's the highest return yeah, highest, the highest return. return you can't give up on Kyrie or LeBron but like to really beat the Warriors I feel like you need a fourth person not just replacing your third yeah and I mean they'll Which be going be after Dwayne, Paul George could be I, Wade, I guess. yeah it's like they'll be going after Paul George hardcore for and sure and the, that's the, the recent rumor, rumor which could by the time you listen to this be true is oh it is a, currently Sunday June 25th tomorrow's my sister's birthday there is birthday. a Happy proposed birthday, deal on the table uh, of some sort that includes Paul George to Cleveland, Kevin Love to Denver, 
and a variety of pieces to Indiana and apparently even like Farid to Cleveland. Cleveland. If they are somehow able to pull off that that deal um, and get Paul George plus good other piece, then that's a good move for them. I'm I'm in for that. If it's just kind of love for George, you're conceding LeBron's leaving in a season unless you win the championship, which which has some win. stakes to it. It's kind of cool. I haven't but. decided whether I believe the LeBron rumors are anything more than just a power play by his camp to just like gain leverage again on Dan Gilbert and be like, yo, don't forget, you owe us, like you told us you'd pay nonstop, like you gotta be cutting checks, we can walk out, this is not set. If, I'm, not if I'm David Griffin, yet. I'm making LeBron the first ever player GM. It guarantees he won't leave. Dan Gilbert? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it guarantees that LeBron won't leave. And then he gets, he has the ultimate recruiting pitch, he's the GM. He's like, yo, come hang out with me. Player you know what I mean? Uh, teams, players just nah, can't dude. cross them or they get traded. Listen, LeBron has this really bad habit of just giving up three roster spots to every team he goes to, to like like random guys who are his friends. Like I like that. Birdman, James Jones, and Mike Miller no, will always huge. have a job in this why, league. Why do you, why do you, you don't even play those 10, 11, 12 players in the finals. <laughs> Give them to your buddies. He's just, I'm for it. He just always – you can't complain about depth if you're burning three roster um, spots on your friends every so, so if you're Cleveland, you think they pull off a trade that goes – they get Paul George and Fareed or Paul George and Gallinari or something of that level? I do not think Kevin Love is – on the Cavaliers by February. I agree. I think it's much more likely Paul George. I think Cleveland... I'd love to see Kevin Love get unleashed somewhere, though. I want him to have a huge year somewhere else. People are undervaluing Kevin Love. Like, dude, I would love to have Kevin Love. He looks like he's been pretty healthy in the last, like, season. Um, All right, so Cleveland. So now Dallas, your Mavs. Dallas Dallas has finally has a a fun young core. This is, like, the first time in my lifetime to see a Dallas team with fun young players that I can root for that are, like, legitimately have potential. Uh, Not since the... Josh Howard, the Steve Dirk, Michael yeah, Finley trio. It was a while ago. Yeah. Um, but dude, by the way, Dirk this, had he had the best cameo during Like Mike. I've thought about it. There's a lot of cameos during Like Mike. Dirk dude. had the best one. Hey, Colin. Listen, man. Uh, can I get your autograph? Sure, Dirk. Uh, it's actually for my niece. What's her name? Uh, it's uh, Dirk. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, and honestly, like Dirk, you kind of said this. He's the patron saint of these maps. This maps team now. Harrison Barnes, Seth Curry, Dennis Smith, Nerlens Noel. All of them are kind of within. Smith is 19, but the other guys are like 23, 24. It's a young core. Three or four years from now, all those guys are going to keep getting better. I, I'm pretty high on this Mavs team. Yeah. I think they're, what they're doing is they're setting themselves up to be a team that, are, that if hopefully Dennis Smith becomes an all-star, Barnes like ascends to like that kind of almost all-star level. They're an awesome place for Giannis to come or for you know free agent X, Jokic in three years or whoever it is. Um, and I think that's how the Mavs have to position themselves and just make yourself lucrative, keep getting like assets, and then maybe you can make a deal. Fun Mavs stories. So Harrison Barnes was doing an interview and somebody asked him about his relationship with Dirk and he goes, I remember one day at practice, we're standing on the sidelines on the gym and I said, oh man, Dirk, you're about to get to 20 years. That's impressive. Do you think I can get to 20 years? He's like, no way, man. You need major skill to get to 20 years. Shout out to Dirk. Yeah, apparently he just has gotten more and more like curmudgeonly as his uh, career has gone on. He's always been sweet, but he just kind of makes fun of all his teammates. Yeah. Also, there's a great old Dennis Smith Jr. tweet out there. I still haven't figured out exactly what the line is for appropriate stuff to talk about on this podcast. So I'll just play it safe on this one. You should Google Dennis Smith Jr.'s God-given talent. It's fantastic. Yeah, he, he he's. I'm pretty excited about this. He has a 48-inch vertical, which pretty, there's a video of him going between his legs and like doing a 360 behind his back. It's nuts. He uh he's super talented. I uh, I think the Mavs just have to try and make a move for Wesley Matthews. Trying to get something. I was high on them going and getting Rubio uh, before the draft, but it looks like the Timberwolves are rolling with Rookie Rubio as their point guard of the future. I didn't um, realize he's only 26. Down. He's young. I love Rookie. He's if, so fun. If, if his shot can just stay at like past 
passable level, he's the perfect point guard for that team. He's also um, one of the coolest passers in the league by far. Oh, for sure. He's he's the, Flash the prototype for Lonzo. Yeah. Um, All right. Mavs have a fun team. So now we'll move on to Denver, the home of Nikola Jokic. How would you rank Denver's top four players right now? Uh, who are they got? They got Going Jokic, forward. Gary Harris. G- Gary and Harris. And value. How would oh. you value their top four players? Like ranking them on their trade value? Yeah, just your value as a team. Like likelihood you're not. Like guys you wouldn't trade. Oh, the only guy who's untouchable on this team for me is Jokic. Okay, then who are your two, three, four? Oh, after that, it's, um, what's his face? The younger shooting guard, Murray. Jamal Murray. And then Gary Harris. And after that, I think there's a pretty big drop-off. Is it, yeah, it, it is. But is it Moutier? Is it Herman Gomez? I'm pretty high on Herman Gomez. And then, I, I, I think Moutier's done. I think I think Jamal Murray just destroyed his career. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you're playing Jameer Nelson heavy minutes, for God's sake. I'm pretty high <laughs> on, them, on them doing something with, uh... With Hernan Gomez, I think he fits really well next to Jokic. Um, although he's probably gone if they trade for Kevin Love. Um, I'm hearing it's like him and Moutier. But if you're keeping Murray and uh, and Harris, that's pretty nice backcourt. Uh, I like Gary Harris. Harris. He played really well this year. Yeah, Gary Harris is, a lot, is to me a lot like, like an Avery Bradley type, which are just winning players that you have to have. Him and team. him and Jokic, they have such great give and go. Little, yeah, yeah, that little no look give and goes. Those are sick. All right, we need we need we're slowing down a bit. What's next? We're on Detroit. Cool. This is a really easy one to skip good luck detroit on not making the playoffs I'm, I'm, and struggling i'm pretty excited about luke Kennard. <laughs> yeah, yeah there it is and <laughs> detroit pistons i'm pretty excited about luke Kennard. buy your season tickets now golden state what, i do, what I do else think he's there? underrated um, uh golden state there's nothing to say you have kevin durant and steph curry they're getting vince yeah. carter that's gonna yeah, be the they, 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 they'll probably that's get vince the carter they got jordan bell and then vince yeah. carter the chicago bulls continue their incredible rebuilding process by selling a high value second round pick for cash to golden state warriors to get jordan bell so do you think they manage a way to keep Iggy and Livingston? Oh, they're keeping Iggy. They're keeping Iggy. Man. Durant took less money so they can keep Iggy. <laughs> they, they love Iguodala there. He has to be one of the most important players on that team. Interesting enough, there was this sports leadership uh, book that was written, and it just kind of went across different sports teams and stuff, talking about like a certain type of leader. The guy who wrote the book put Iguodala as the leader of the Warriors when it came to culture. Really? Yeah. I believe it. Because I mean, of the sacrifices he made? He was the guy who came over and he changed the culture. Yeah. Um, uh, Houston. Now, Houston is not in enough trade rumors. They're doing a really good job of keeping that like well Daryl Morey down. came out and said like we're making a move we're making a splash yeah dude Which, it's like me, Paul George means, would be a fantastic fit there yeah but I think they don't want to make that bet they're all about assets right and if you sell out on George and he leaves then it's all of a sudden you're well I mean it's like team. I feel like so it's like Chris Paul is huge on their list apparently I don't yeah. like the fit but I hey, don't either yeah. but I think if you're he's right the, everyone the league is going crazy because of the Warriors how can we beat the Warriors yeah. you make a bet like that and you say this is going to change our team culture and the way we play but Chris Paul is just so much better than Beverly or whoever else we'll have out there, then we're just going to roll them out. We're, we're going with the best players we can get. For me, I think Paul George would be a great fit. Get a wing defender. I, just I, see, I think he would leave. I think he's going to leave wherever he goes. I think he wants to play in LA that badly. And I think if you're Houston, you don't give up your yeah. entire team identity for that. I don't think Chris um, Paul's leaving the Clippers. Millsap is like a, a real possibility here. He's one of the, he wouldn't be as sexy of an upgrade, but I think he makes your team better. Um, Blake, Hayward. I, I, I really wanted them to get into all the Kevin Love rumors. They didn't really have much to give up as a problem. They don't have enough pieces. Um, the nice thing though is they have pieces like Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson, Lou Williams, Sam Decker, Clint Capella. Like these are all guys who you could like flip. Yeah, they're good. They have good yeah. players. Um, I th- Naturally, I think that the position you try and upgrade is that three or four. 
your forwards. Um, also, you just Blake is probably the most realistic, right? I think Paul George is more realistic than Blake. I just Why? love the Paul George fit. I think I really think that would be a good fit for them. Yeah, I mean, he's a ten time better version of Trevor Ariza. Yeah, he just does everything Trevor Ariza does, and then a little bit a lot better. Also, but, an underrated thing people haven't talked about as much is I think Paul George's defense is going to get so much better once he leaves Indiana and doesn't have to be the focal point of an offense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and he's probably a, he has potential to be a 40, uh, 50, 40, 90 guy. Like he's yeah. that level of shooter. Yeah. But I'm just saying that he goes there and they lose in the conference finals to the Warriors does he stay no he's going yeah, to LA that's fair uh, Cleveland you have a shot because he might go because he'll go to the finals that's where I think there's a big difference um, but people forget like the dude I, I think, broke I, his leg I think Blake Griffin another level I think you go after Blake Griffin yeah and you I'm, I'm, I'm kind of out on Blake I, I know, think, like, I his ceiling is top five in the I league. I think he's just the – he is a risk, very risky asset or risky player to go after. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's very undervalued right now. By the way, shout out to James Harden. Fantastic year, and he's not going to win MVP. Yeah. Poor guy. That's okay. Yeah, I'm not going to Ru- say poor guy. The dude's got, like, $200 million. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, Ru- Ru- Russell's going to win it. It's fine. He deserves it. Um, By the way, shout out to Russell Westbrook for making that meme from the KD MVP speech true when he's, like, eyeballing the MVP trophy. <laughs> Dude, uh, guy's a prophet. So you you don't see any big moves for Rockets, or do you think that? They oh no, I, I think they're going to make some big moves. Something's going to happen. What do you, what do you think it'll be? I uh, I think it's going to be the Chris Paul going Hayward or Paul George. I think there's no chance to get Hayward. Really? No, Hayward's at Utah or Boston or Miami. No, I think he's Utah or Boston. Utah or Boston. Yeah, I think those are the only two places that are, have any shot. Okay. Um, he was on just on one of the best young teams in the NBA. To leave it, he would have to be going to like I think for him to like Boston, where he had like he had knows Brad Stevens mm-hmm. so well, and he's just a perfect fit. Um, I think I think Blake Griffin is probably the most likely one. Him or him or Paul. Paul Millsap, I could definitely see. Um, Paul Millsap is probably the most likely. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think they just they get a decent upgrade at the power forward, and then maybe grab like an undervalued person. Maybe get JJ Redick. I really like just an elite shooter on the wing for them. They <laughs> like they don't have enough. Well, like, they have Eric Gordon, <laughs> but like even Eric a guy who's spot up around Aaron Gordon. I think Lou Will's probably gone for them to get any. We know they're going to probably go for some kind of point guard. But except Clay for Thompson's the perfect league. player to ever go to Houston. They'll never. They won't get Clay Thompson this season. <laughs> Season, yeah, but if they get him in two seasons, perfect. I mean, if you're Clay, you never leave. You just f-ing chill. No, if you're high, high if you're if you're Clay Thompson, you you uh, he's gonna leave in two seasons. He's the guy that leaves that breaks up this team. Yeah, he wants I, a star. I don't know. I don't. He's never gotten a star. I don't buy that. All right, so we did Houston, Indiana. Oh, we we probably they're, mentioned Indiana they're, they're just, every single team down. Here. I don't. I think Miles Turner is good. I think he might be an all star, but you don't really have anybody else other than that. You you have to hope you're really getting good assets back for Paul George. I don't. Think I keep saying assets. I don't want to keep saying assets. You, well, keep, you have to go help you get my like, thing is back. just accept the Mozgov contract and take D'Lo. I think take D'Lo in a pick. I bet you if you said if you're Indiana, you, have, you don't need to take. I think you could have gotten the, those two back of the I don't end, think first they wanted. Pick. I don't think they wanted Russell. I think Larry Bird. I mean, I guess Larry Bird. Larry, it's Kevin. Car- it's Kevin but Pritchard. I bet he had conversations with Magic, where Magic was like, "I don't like this Russell kid." <laughs> and, then, and then Bird told his staff, "Like, we don't want Indiana." Dang, dude, that'd be so. I think they're probably looking for Ingram. That'd be so cold hearted. Magic was over here calling. Angelo's like, ah, can't wait to see. His, his, they're going to retire. They got a future superstar. It's like a new magic. And then it's like, oh, here, meet Lonzo. He's like a new magic. We're going to retire his jersey. I'm, we're so excited. They, they really should have traded Paul George a year ago. And they probably could have gotten one of these first picks from Boston. Dude, magic being excited about your career means absolutely nothing. It's just kind of, because I feel like he's, ex- yeah, he's excited yeah. for everybody. <laughs> 
You can't buy a word, he says. All right, so Los Angeles Clippers, you can't keep the same core. Doc Rivers will try and keep the same core. Mark your wor- <laughs> yeah. mark my words. Doc Rivers will try and keep the same core and commit Einstein's version of insanity. Do you, do you buy DeAndre Jordan to Phoenix? I mean, I don't think they'll no, trade Josh I, Jackson for him, but no. like a Marquise Chris, Alex Lynn, okay, but my thing TJ is why? Warren. Why deal? would you? Why would you do that if you're Phoenix? So you can compete now. Oh, you, yeah, I do believe. You have, you have two future stars yeah. and Eric Bledsoe. But so, it's like DeAndre's a big contract. You can't even play him at the end of games. I think that's a little overblown. I think you could. I think, obviously, his free throw shooting might need to get better, but if he's shooting 63% from free throw in lines yeah. at 57, then he is playable. Yeah, he's all-NBA center. Though right. I still think he get, he's overrated when it comes to media voting on all-NBA. He got well, first team the year the before. Center, the center position just exploded like last season as far as being super good um two years ago when he was winning wasn't the best but i i don't know i like deandre jordan he talks on the way i watch a lot of clippers games more than i should and he talks a ton on defense he's super vocal he's the most athletic center in the nba he look he hasn't had really any injuries he doesn't look like he's going to break down really anytime soon he gobbles up rebounds he, he dunks really well he's the perfect player to fit with like booker jackson you have a really good defense i think i kind of like that score i like the fit yeah i think that the the clippers just have to accept you I, th- I think I think you just have to Booker. let Blake Griffin walk, and I don't think you can afford to match whatever money JJ Reddick's going to get this offseason. I yeah. really don't. Reddick's gone. Yeah. Um, but I think Blake just needs a change of scenery. I think they probably bring back Chris Paul. Oh yeah, um, no, Chris Paul is that's done. I I've been trying not to get excited every time Mark Stein tweets about Chris Paul to the Spurs being a possibility. But yeah, no, it's two hundred ten million dollars on the deal. I mean, this. he made the rule for himself. <laughs> yeah, he uh, created this own contract for it's a Chris Paul contract. Two hundred ten million dollars on the table. Who do you, who can they go for then? Who's available? for? For him. If they let Chris Paul walk, no, other than Chris, if, because they could resign Chris Paul using like bird rights, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cap. So that means they have max contract oh, money. Oh, then uh, who who are you trying to land if you're LA? If you're, if you're LA, what what move? Because like if you're saying at okay, that point, okay, back, you have no future af- with assets. Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan. Right now, if you're LA, you have no future young assets. So why not go after Paul George? I agree. I, yeah, I, it's I, like I you have no future. Can you trade for him? Well, I mean that's what I'm saying. You just give. You just say, hey, we're not giving up. Chris Paul, we're not giving up DeAndre. Dealer's choice. But what is the Austin but, Ri- Austin Rivers? No uh, Austin Rivers is good, but no one wants him. Yeah. For, you, you hey, listen, his father him. wants him, Zach. Uh, his father loves him. He loves him enough to overpay him. I see he's a good he, player now, though. He's like a pretty good defender. For I actually like creator. Austin Rivers. Yeah, I like him off the bench for teams. Uh, All right, we'll we'll keep moving. The Clippers have been the same. They're going to get knocked down the second round if they make it that far anyway. Uh, Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers, Lonzo and the Lakers. They're in a good position. They'll probably pull a trade for. Paul George at some point this year just to you know lock that in not give up much they'll probably have to give up Julius Randle at some point they're probably not going to sign him they cleaned up the cap space they're waiting for LeBron they should have given a deal to Jerry West he wanted to come to Los Angeles Lakers Jerry West wanted to come to Los Angeles really yeah you don't think he wanted the Clippers challenge no no he, he, he was trying to, he was trying to get it done with Los Angeles because really? his son works in the front office oh really yeah that's and then LeBron's nickname for Jerry West the Godfather LeBron loves Jerry so you West think Le- that's oh maybe that has to be the Clippers move Oh yeah, yeah, right. De- definitely. You're, LeBron's like you're your keeping cap help. space for next season, so yeah. that LeBron comes to the Clippers to play with Chris. Yeah, and Wade comes there, and Melo. That's what they're doing. <laughs> That's what the, boat. the Clippers are the banana boat did, team. The Clippers did, are a form of a boat. Did the Clippers first, are a boat? Oh man, the I'm, banana boat. I'm ready to write that prediction in stone. <laughs> 
Melo and Wade will both be free agents after next season. Dude, and LeBron. Listen, if the Clip- why would they not do that? If the Clippers why would they pulled not? off, because it's a very hard thing to do. It's a very, very so they hard thing. they all take 14, though? I don't think... First of all, we've already realized that Carmelo Anthony has never once chosen team success Dude, over financial New incentive. New York will not re-sign him. They might buy him out. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding well, me? They're not... You don't think that they... <laughs> New York team, might buy him every out. Every one of those guys has been like, I want to play with these guys. Yeah. And you basically, you could have a five-man lineup. DeAndre is your single. Chris, that team is not bad. Not bad. It's five Hall of Famers. Uh, they're only going to make 36. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, it's very hard to do. But yeah, that's. I really wish Lakers had gone oh, to the West. I like that that's the, I like that Clipper plan. The, the banana boat plan. I think the banana boat plan. <laughs> and guess what? You blow it up. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. You do it two seasons and you blow yeah, it up. Yeah, it's like, worst comes to worst, move to Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> with LeBron and Wade and. Gosh. Yeah. All right, Memphis. That's a great, that's a great plan for them. Uh, Memphis. They're sad. Who do they have? They have, oh, they have Conley for $850 million more. They just got Ivan Robb. And during the draft, I don't know how they got the rights to him. Oh, he's so bad. You don't like him? He came into the this season projected as a lottery pick. Yeah. Did he even get? Did he get drafted? Second round. Okay. Barely got. Yeah, no, that's why he dropped. Yeah. yeah. He he's not that good. Yeah. Is I he mean, better than Jamichael Green? They're his, about to pay fifteen million for Jamichael dude, Green. Shout out to Jamichael Green. He was on our All NBA hipster team at the he beginning was. of the season. Yeah. He's about to make fifteen million dollars. Did we call that? He went from under a million to who else, fifteen. Who else was on that team? Um, Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker. Parker. We said we couldn't pick Giannis. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker. We said we couldn't do Devin Booker. Marcus Smart was on there. Um, oh, Robert Covington was on there. Dude, I love Covington. <laughs> I think some teams should try and snipe him. From yeah, he's he's a, he's a great. I don't think they. Did you see how much weight no. he put on already? No. Oh. Speaking of, we need to go back to the Los Angeles Lakers. Boogie Cousins just hired Julius Randle's off-season trainer because his trainer. Oh, I saw that guy on Instagram. Dude, he's been posting pictures of Julius Randle's. Did you see the before and after picture? I he posted see the before someone? and after. I saw him Look, looking huge. Though. Dude, they've been working out for one month. They're just now entering week five, and holy cow. The dude put in some work. DeAndre Jordan gave this guy... I mean, not DeAndre Jordan. Boogie Cousins gave this guy a job because of how good these Instagram pictures are. You should look this stuff up, people. Look up uh, Julius Randle. Look at this, Zach. One week in, four weeks in. Oh, he's huge. He had, His six-packs have six-packs. Dude, I just got claws coming out of his ribs. I'm, I've been, I don't know if I've been on the record saying this, but I'm willing to. I think Julius Randle is two or three years away from being an all-star. Yeah, I think he's an before. all-star player. I, Dude, he, that he is has, incredible shape. He, to me, he's the offensive version of Draymond Green. I can't even count how many abs he has. He's the offensive version of Draymond Green. There's more than like eight abs on his body. I didn't know this was possible. In four weeks, HGH is a hell of a drug. It is. I. By the way, if you're an NBA team, if you're an NBA team and you see this, you hire the guy, right? You're like I don't like I want to know who your dealer is and I want you to join my team. Yeah, give all my players something like <laughs> yeah. this. All right, uh, we talked Memphis, Miami. Miami had an incredible storybook half of a season, then they got screwed over by the Brooklyn Nets, uh, benching all their starters on the last game of the season. But if you're Miami, Gordon Hayward, you can make a run for them. They got a good draft pick in Bam. I like Bam. So okay, so I have a, I have a little story. I uh, for one of my classes this semester, I had to do a statistical project, and then I basically modeled how past historical draft data and like college stats translated to NBA success. Wasn't very predictive, as you could imagine, except for centers, which for whatever reason was 99% predictive. Um, like it just matched up NBA success to college success perfectly, and it had it rated Bam off the charts. So that combined with the fact I saw an Instagram video of him putting together like triple combo dribble moves into pull up jumpers, I think Bam's this could be the steal of the draft at fourteen. Milwaukee had that uh, had him as a top six prospect on their board. Really, Bam. Milwaukee was trying because they got were trying to up right yeah before, right, right before them. They were trying to get to him. Um, all right, Miami. 
Also, team that does a great job when it comes to workouts, that Dion Waiters Players Tribune article. NBA's lucky I'm home making writing these yeah. articles. Fantastic. Do you think Waiters is for real? Because he's going to get paid this offseason. Yeah. Right? You know who's already getting paid? Tyler Johnson's going to make like $18 million in the last year of his contract. Did he just have so many like good players. Yeah. There's not a lot of really good, but a lot of just good players. But they all bought in. Udonis Haslam said this was the most fun basketball team he's ever been. It was his favorite basketball team really? he's ever been oh, a part of. I'm sure they're just... He's they're been on multiple championship wins. teams. Yeah. Yeah, but like for a team like that to keep winning, they have to like just move yeah. the ball. So that's yeah. probably fun to play on. All right. I think Blake Griffin, this is his landing spot. That's my call. Blake. I feel he's like going to Miami, be a nice place to live. I think he likes that. He still gets to be an attention. Um, it's a team that knows how to like keep old players healthy. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's a place where he can be the lead player. Yeah. Um, and still have a decent roster. Um, yeah. So Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, we've talked about them a ton. All right. Yeah, actually. So that's the first half. We'll do the next half on our next episode. We went through half the league. We'll end it in Miami because that's where everybody wants to end up. Yeah. My name is Karthik Raja. And I'm Zach Head. Thanks for joining <laughs> us for part one of Offseason yeah. Snapshot. Uh, see you for episode two. Good night. Got you. That's a vibe. She want a vibe. That's a vibe. Yeah.